Hey, this show is recommended for folks 18 and older. It contains foul language and frank depictions of sex and sexuality. Thanks for tuning in to The Broads and the Bees. Enjoy the show. My name is Morgan Spatola. My name is Joyce Sass. And this week we're talking all about strap-on sex. Mm, strap-on <laughs> sex. If you don't have a homegrown, you can buy your own. <laughs> Just came up with that off the top of my dome piece. <laughs> all right. That. Well, Joy, let's get right into it. Yes, let's get right into it. So do you want to talk about um, stuff first or should I? What do you want to, what do you want to do? Um, we, I can, I can talk about it. I can um, definitely talk about it. So how do you have the conversation? I, that is my part in the, in this, you know, this, this segment is to like, talk about when you are approaching a person about wanting to do that kind of you when you're wanting to explore strap on sex so basically someone is going to either be penetrated or pegged right and most people when they think about strap-ons they think about two vagina having people using a strap-on to have sex but that's not Mm-mm. not the case all the time no, and so not. if you are part of a heterosexual couple. Yes. Um, well, I wouldn't say we're heterosexual, but well, we're, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, he he is. That's true. He is male and um and straight, and I am bisexual. But so we have this. We have we are what we are. But yeah, and I guess in the lens of the world, they would say we were heterosexual. Right. Couple. Yes. And thanks for pointing that out. You're no, absolutely no, that's okay. correct. No. But yeah, so you you two are not two women, and you Mm-mm. can also have strap on sex, and yes. so. Yes, we can. <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically. So here's what happened. I approached my partner and he is great. Like everything, there's so many things to share, but with everything that we've experienced, our expense, experience, or expense, I can't say the word. What's the word when you experiment? Oh, experiment. Like, okay. That was not coming out. That you experiment with, with another person because of this work, like that Morgan and I are doing, like we really want to be authentic and like we we test every product. Right. So I have had a um, strap on and I have had a dildo and I was like, hey, you know, this next se- segment is about da da da. And he got really quiet. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so maybe it's no. So I would bring it up. And so finally, a couple of days ago, I was like, look, we have to like, you know, record. So I need to have at least a conversation why we didn't. Are we are we dead? And he's such a brave soul. He was like, you know, I've experimented with that before by myself and I rather enjoyed it. And I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and so I had to like step back and go, we were able to have the conversation. Right. And it wasn't that he was coming from a narrow lens of like, oh, what does that make me if she does that kind right. of behavior? Right. Right. He was like, I put on the harness. I had the dildo showing through. And he actually touched the dildo. He was like, oh, that's a pretty good dildo. It's really fun. Like, he was like, you know, just he was really okay with it. But when it really came time to 
actually do it. It was a, not a hard note, but a like, I've done that and it's really not something that I want to explore anymore. So, so we were able to have the conversation, but I had to go slow and I could not lead the conversation walking into the room wearing my strap on and my dildo. (laughs) That would have not worked at all. Um, So I had to just like, you know, gently put them out amongst our sex toys and say, this is an option. So I I think that in having the conversation is just yourself being brave enough to have the conversation, which I really was hesitant at first. I I thought Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, I thought I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, how do I navigate that? That's a really weird thing because because he identifies as as a male who is heterosexual, I don't know what's in his head about that. What does that mean right. to a straight male if someone's saying, hey, can I have um, anal sex with you, right. basically? And um, you're referring to the stigma because right. obviously right. putting things in your butt doesn't make you gay. No, it and does it's not. actually really fun. It, and it it's a is. lot of straight men are totally cool with it and have fun with that. But there is that stigma mm-hmm. that if I put things in my butt, does that make me gay? Exactly. And yeah, and if you do feel that way, like you should probably examine why that thought is so mm-hmm. threatening to you. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out yeah, there. No, Sorry, and I think carry it, on. So yeah, so it was um it wasn't deep, it wasn't all, you know, it, there my partner was not threatened in any way whatsoever. Right. It is something that he has experimented with himself and it's just not a avenue he wants to go down right now. So being bisexual and like you know, hopefully it works, but if not, at least have toys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe someone else will play. Um, but yeah. So as far as tips for, so say there, say that there's a, a lady who mm-hmm. wants to um, try pegging mm-hmm. uh, with her guy. Mm-hmm. What, like, so what, where should she start with opening up that conversation? I liked what you said about just kind of like having the toys out, but mm-hmm. say we're not even, say that they're not even there. Like she doesn't have any of that stuff. It's like, where should she start? What What do you think is a good place to, to go from having the idea? Okay. So I'll say two things about that. One, know yourself with it. If you and your partner together have never ex- experimented with you, mm-hmm. like with any kind of um, um, anal penetration whatsoever, right. that might be the first way to start mm-hmm. because... If you don't know, then you're both like blind leading the blind. Right. So if you both have experimented with it, then I would say that that's a great, you know, that's great. And then moving forward with how your experience was, see, having the conversation just starting with fingers, having the conversation just starting with like, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. And if the person in the moment is totally fine with it, then continue. And if it's something you really, really, truly want to explore and get into, then definitely not at the time that you're asking to do it. You want to, like, you want to kind of have a plan. Mm-hmm. And the plan is, like, if they are okay with a finger, if they're okay with talking about that kind of play, then experimenting more. And then maybe buying a very small um, toy. And so just gradually work up to it. I wanted to also at least bring up, too, that, like, you know, you're talking about having these conversations. And it's important to have these conversations outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And not just be, like, having sex and be like, hey, what if I just put a finger in it right now? Like, because there is kind of a certain power dynamic that happens Mm -hmm. when you are, like, having sex. You're you're both feeling very vulnerable. You both want to please each other. And so things can end up 
just maybe not working or someone could end up feeling bad about something later if it right. wasn't discussed beforehand. And so it was important to remove these conversations from the actual act of having sex and talk about things, talk about what you like during sex, talk about what you want to try during sex, like just while you're making dinner or something, mm-hmm. you know, like it doesn't have to be in the bedroom because that makes it easier to actually have these conversations without your emotions being involved. And I, and I love that. And I think that that's part of the reason why we're doing this is that sex doesn't just belong in the bedroom. So yeah, I love uh, that. And I think that that's great that, that we are a, we're putting out there right now that it's a conversation about anything sexual that you want to do. Yeah. If there's any type of play outside of missionary position that you want to do <laughs> with a partner, uh-huh. Have you're absolutely right. Having the conversation in the throes of it, one, a lot of positions and a lot of things require a level of acrobatics that people have to <laughs> practice and do some yoga for. Yes. So, like, they may not be able to do it in that moment, and it kind of disrupts that moment. Right. So, if you want to have a different moment, allow yourself to have the moment that you're having with your partner in your head go. Maybe while we're having dinner, talk about something and talk about that and how to add on to it. Right. And just have open communication. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to trust that the people listening have partners. And I really hope that you do, at the bottom of my heart, have partners that are open to you exploring sexuality. I hope so, too. You and, know? you know, if they feel like they're not, maybe start by playing them an episode mm-hmm. of our show. Yeah. Maybe that so, can help. You know, it's yeah. just sometimes it's it's a matter of just kind of like getting the material out there and available Mm -hmm. and then like you know oh i read this cosmo article like maybe you should read it isn't that cool or oh uh, what do you think of this you know just like just you can bring things up in kind of like an innocuous way that's like non-threatening that can open up these conversations for later too so exactly um, and i think that's cool yeah going on to more about strap-on sex (laughs) for strap-on sex you have to have a harness but you, the most important part is you have to have a dildo. I'm going to talk about proper care of dildos. It's not just a matter of you bought your dildo and now you just get to throw it in the drawer and that's the end of it. There's a lot of things, not a lot. It's actually very easy to take care of them, but it's like, there's some things that people don't think about when it comes to taking care of your dildos. So I first just want to start with storage. So you want to store your dildos in a cool and dark place away from uh, light and heat because excess light and heat can cause damage to the materials over time. Um, so even though it's like totally cliche, like keeping it under your bed or in the drawer by the bed is actually a really great place to keep those. A lot of people say that you should not store your toys touching each other. What do you think about this? Because I have opinions. I, okay, so my opinion is the worse the toy, the better that suggestion. I agree. <laughs> um, because, interestingly enough, quality toys usually come with their own bag. Yeah, that's true too. So you can store them together, yeah. but they're in their own bag. Right. Um, cheaper toys do not come with their own bags usually, and the materials are questionable. Right. And some materials counteract with each other. Right. Here's the thing. Like, you can store your toys touching each other. And that's what I do because all of my toys are made from high-grade quality silicone. And so nothing's going to happen if they touch each other. The problem happens because... And, and here, this becomes like colloquial... Collo- oh, my God. Colloquialism? Yeah, no, let me no. try that again. This becomes like common wisdom. Okay. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> um, because in the past... 
like when sex toys were like becoming a cool thing, like they were made from cheap materials mm-hmm. commonly. They were commonly made from, you know, TPE, low quality rubber, PVC, things that were porous, things that melt over time, things that the dyes in them can leash on to other items. Back in the day, like maybe, I don't know, 30 years ago or something, like it made sense to say, hey, don't store your toys touching each other. But these days, it's a lot easier to get those high-grade, premium, uh, silicone, you know, medical-grade silicone toys, or even toys that are made of, like, metal or glass, you know, and those are non-porous materials, and those are safe to store next to each other. And, you know, and if you're listening to this and you're like, listen, Morgan, Joy, you guys are full of shit. I know you're not (laughs) supposed to store your toys like that. Like, that's fine. Like, just what you can do is you can buy some storage bags and they sell them on, like, Etsy. So that's all about storage. So then talking about, like, how to use them safely and how to keep them clean is another important factor. So over time, because dildos are made of flexible material, even non-porous dildos made of silicone, um, they can develop microfissures, which are just, like, teeny tiny microscopic cracks that you can't see and those microfissures can trap harmful bacteria in them and it's just like that's just what happens because like you use the toy and over time that's just going to happen it's not really it's it's unavoidable right but you can avoid the harm that can come from that by using a condom on your dildo every time and i will attest every time i use a dildo i put a condom on it just like that is just part of what i do and um and that's just because yeah i want to be able to use it and not worry about anything coming from you know the dildo itself and being introduced into my system and then when you're done with your toy always clean it (laughs) and always clean it with toy cleaner which you can get at your local sex shop or probably on the internet exactly and so why am i saying toy cleaner a lot of people say oh can't i just use you know hand soap or dish soap or can't i just throw it in the dishwasher which like oh my god I would never. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, no, you you could, but that's actually going to, it's going to harm your toy. And that's because regular soaps that aren't made for toys have harsh chemicals that can dry out the surface of the toy. And when the surface of the toy gets dried out, you get more micro fissures right. and you're going to get those micro fissures faster. And then you're going to trap bacteria faster. You just want to avoid that. So toy cleaners are specifically formulated to basically keep your toy more supple and soft for the lifetime of the toy. They're just not going to be as harsh. They're always antibacterial, which is, you know, a given. And then when you're done washing your toy, air dry it. Or I like to just pat it dry with a paper towel because I like to put it away immediately. But you don't want to like rub it or rub it with a towel because then you're going to get particles of stuff on it. And then that just like defeats the whole purpose of what you did. So let it air dry next to the dishes so everyone can see it. Or just pat it dry with a paper (laughs) towel and put it away. And that's... Everything I have to say about proper care and feeding of dildos. I mean care. care. I mean care. Whoops. Care feeding. <laughs> our review our review situation this week is a little different because we didn't review the same thing. Mm-mm. We both got out our strap-on harnesses. And we each have different ones. And so we independently reviewed those. And I think it's going to be kind of fun because both of the harnesses that we have are like a little bit more on the expensive side. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're two, what I would say, two luxury, what are marketed as two luxury harnesses. And so we get to kind of compare and contrast those. And I'm excited about that. So what is the harness that you reviewed? I have the spare parts 
tomboy harness and it is a strapless harness. So these look like a pair of chonies. Chonies is another word for underwear. Um, <laughs> and they look more masculine in nature, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, even though I wear chonies like this all the time. Yeah, well, they just look like the briefs. briefs. Black They're briefs. Like black briefs. Yeah. Um, they look really comfortable. They are. And they have their ring is has fabric around it but it does have a ring in it like if you feel it you can there's like not a lot of give and that's what you really want with your ring and when i'm Mm -hmm. talking about a ring that is like the part of the harness where the dildo goes through yeah i was just thinking we should probably talk about like the anatomy Mm -hmm. of a strap-on harness so i mine is the um cal exotics empress harness it's basically it's black it's made of vegan leather and it's supposed to be this like high fashion like dominatrixy style thing it's funny that you say with the flexible ring because mine actually is the ring that mine comes with is metal so anatomy of a strap-on harness i mean so yours is just yours is a little different it's just briefs with with the Mm -hmm. o-ring on it but Mm -hmm. typically they go around the waist and then there's like a triangle portion that sits on the pelvic area that triangle portion has an o-ring and an opening and the o-ring is usually made from some kind of stretchy silicone mm-hmm. or something right. and you can buy different sizes so the o-ring goes around the shaft of the dildo like it basically like you stick it through from the inside the going out so the base of the dildo is inside sitting on your pelvic bone and then the rest of it goes out the o-ring the o-ring holds it in place and then there's various straps and things in order to kind of hold the strap on in place so design for mine i gave the design a 10 i mean it's mm-hmm. beautiful it's black strappy leather looking it really brings out that like inner dom if you want to be like feeling powerful and like super femme dominatrix like the strap that goes across the back like that would sit on my lower back is like a lot wider than they typically would be and that actually looks really comfortable and um it's got this nice like scalloped shape on it what about you i love them it is like wearing okay so when i first learned about this type of strap on um a harness a strapless strap on harness (laughs) a strapless harness i was i was very intrigued at the time, I had just stopped started working where I was working, and this was very expensive. So it was not an item that at the time that I could afford, but it was on my radar. When I put the, the dildo in with this, um, the thing that it does, it does kind of, it doesn't like kind of stay really... Oh, that droop. Yeah, it has a little down. bit of a droop. Uh-huh. So you do have to use your hand to like assist. Right. But other than that, I, I think they're really great. I love them. They're probably one of my favorite toys. Cool. Okay, user-friendliness. For me, user-friendliness, this is where it kind of fell down, unfortunately. On mine, there's a lot of straps. There's straps that go around the waist that kind of like thread from in between the legs that go like around your butt. And basically like you need to tighten all of these straps perfectly in order for the in order for it to work. I mean, in order for it to stay on and be tight. And it has that, the way the straps tighten, I don't know what that's called, but it's like got two metal rings and you have to kind of thread it through the metal rings and then those metal rings will tighten it. But like, you can't like, it's very hard to get it tight. So as far as user friendliness goes, I actually gave mine a five. 
because yeah, it was just really hard to get it on. And then once it is on and it's finally tightened to some degree, like I never felt like I was able to get it to the tightness that would have been feeling comfortable for me. Then I have all these extra floppy straps that are just kind of like flopping around all over. And it really kind of takes away from that like powerful black leather dom feeling that like I was talking about before, because then I have floppy straps and there's not really anything I can do with those. So yeah, I, I think that one of the things that I... And again, I gave it a 10. Yeah. I really like, I really like this. Yeah, um, totally. I like that because I've used it once, <laughs> <laughs> but I usually can wear these when I'm not feeling, when I'm feeling more of my day. Uh-huh. Um, this is something that I would wear and you cool. can actually use this to pack. Yeah, that's right. Accessibility. For accessibility, mine actually was a nine. And that was simply because when you are wearing it, it's not hard to adjust it. It's really annoying that I have to adjust it and mess with these straps constantly. It is not hard to do that. And so it did get a higher accessibility score because like it's really not, it's not hard to deal with when when I'm actually wearing it. And I will say the exact same thing in that way that it was the same thing. And I gave it a 10. Cool. They're very, very comfortable. Right. I'm very comfortable. Fun factor. Mine was a seven. It was high up there because it looks so freaking cool. Like, I cannot stress how cool it looks. But it really just made me sad. Like, all of that cool, excited feeling just goes away as soon as you try to put the dang thing on. And so that was upsetting. And so it dropped down to a seven because, like, cool idea, cool design. You try to start wearing it and it's just kind of like... Oh, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, no, and I, I think that that's that's me too. I think it's a cool design. I gave mine a ten. Mm-hmm. I really, again, I, I just think because, and I didn't bring it to show you, but the picture itself just tells. It told me that I was gonna like. It's this like very like kind of like the model for it. She has like short blonde hair, mm-hmm. motorcycle jacket open, right. combat, like combat boots. Like she's just like, yeah, I own this. Yeah, and I'm like. So when I put it on, I'm like, yeah, I own it. Like, I, I kind of embody that. <laughs> right, right, um, right. So there's that fun factor of feeling, um, not feeling so what I'm supposed to, like, what we're shifting paradigms, but we're not there yet. Right. So it puts me in another power space right. that I appreciate. That's cool. Uh, material. My material was a nine, and that's because it is vegan leather, um, and it's it looks like real leather. It's beautiful. My It wasn't a full 10 because... Um, on a, a traditional, like, cheapo strap-on harness, if I was having trouble with the floppy straps, like I said, I would just cut those. Uh, I cannot do that with this. I gave it a 10 because they are the softest pair of chonies ever. Yeah. Um, they're just really soft. Mm-hmm. Um, even the O-ring is soft. I, I mean, love that that's reinforced. Yeah. Uh, like fabric I had no idea yeah I didn't know that so it's just like it's like very comfortable yeah like if I could just have these all around all the time <laughs> in various d- ways of underwear I would be so happy so <laughs> and they really just look like a pair of underwear right so um they're great so I gave it a 10 cool texture uh, my texture is a 10 because the vegan leather is just it is fabulous um and it feels really nice and yeah I mean texture wise there's nothing wrong with this mm-hmm. so mine's a 10 yeah, mine's a 10 as well for everything I had stated before. Cool. Sensation quality. Uh, my sensation quality is an 8. Um, overall, it's it does feel comfortable to wear. The, the strap that goes around the back that I mentioned before, how that's thick, it actually gives like this added support that 
just feels nice. It feels nice right there um, to have that support. But yeah, it's not a full 10 again, because it doesn't ever feel like it's actually tight, which does give like kind of this feeling of insecurity while using it because I'm constantly afraid that I'm going to have to retighten it or I'm going to have to or it's going to fall off or something crazy. So um, that's an eight from me. Okay, I gave mine a 10 because I mean, feel it. (laughs) Yes, it's very soft. It's a 10. Um, Yeah, it's it's definitely um, that. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Uh, Versatility. Mine's a five because all you can do is use it as a strap on. There's nothing else to do with this, unfortunately. It's just, it is what it is. It's a five. It does the one thing. They have some versatility, but they really are chonies. Um, So they have a couple of things they can do. They can be chonies if you want them to be chonies or it can be a harness, but it's one. So I don't feel like that deserved a 10. It's not like it transforms into anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I gave it an eight. Okay. I think that's fair. (laughs) Travel friendly. Mine's a five because that's not, it's not travel. It's all strappy and big and junky and it looks like a strap on harness and you got to shove it into a bag or something like I can't like take this with me easily so that's a five for me and obviously mine was a 10 right that makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) it just looks like underwear it packs like underwear uh cost my cost so this retails at 75 dollars which is on the higher end again you can buy a strap-on harness that is functional that feels fine that works exactly the way it's supposed to for 30 dollars tops and so 75 dollars is a lot to pay for a strap-on harness and considering my experience with it just failing to meet that luxury standard that they're trying to advertise. Uh, I gave it a three because like you, as we'll see with yours, you can spend a good amount of money and get a really cool product. And that is not what this is, unfortunately. So for you, for costs, you had, I had a a four, I had a four. It is definitely a luxury item. Uh Um, It is a game changer in how we look at strap-ons. Yeah. And it's still $89 right. for underwear. Right. So I was like, I can't justify $89 for truly at the bottom line underwear. Right. So I had to say four. Right. Well, and I do think it is important to note, however, comparing the two items, mm-hmm. yours is only 20 something dollars more than what mine retails at. And yours is so much better. Exactly. And so you can drop a good chunk of change and get a really fantastic product. Um, you just need to be able to do that research. And so, I mean, that's why we're doing this, right? right. So um, I think that that's important to note that like, yeah, it is expensive, but it's also really cool. Yeah, and it's, it's like a really great product. Yeah, and so it is, um, it that's is great. If you have like that inner inner whatever it is that's charging through you and you just even want to just try like wearing them it's yeah. just it's a different level of how you walk through the world that right day. it is it's pretty cool that's I cool all right so overall scores um i got a 7.3 okay i have a nine point no what did i have Oh, a 9.7 or something? No, 9.4. 9.4. Oh Sorry. God. No, I because I just, I erased one. I just you uh, have to leave this in because this is me doing math. Um, I erased one, which, because it was 97. So it's 9.4. I see. There we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Mathing, not good. <laughs> choose a card or do you want me to choose a card i can choose a card okay we are using the sex position of the day deck once again joy is picking a card 
She's looking at the card. All right. This is pretty much the same as what's going to (laughs) happen. I mean, kind of. So it's called the praying mantis. It's called the praying mantis. I don't see why it's, it doesn't resemble a praying mantis at all. Well, the knees are up. Like the little elbows that they have. Like oh, I see, mantis, like the little, I see it now. Yeah okay. yeah. okay. So you use two bodies to make one praying mantis. Yes. <laughs> so. Like the centipede. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so what am I seeing here? So I am seeing uh, it is the partner that's penetrating is sitting on the ground or, you know, whatever surface with their arms back to hold themselves up and then their legs are kind of like spread out then the partner that is being penetrated sits on top of that penetrating member and spreads their knees and legs wide onto the outside of the bottom partner and then can also stimulate themselves that's what the picture is showing us You can't really get much movement from that, huh? No, you can't. I feel like you just got to sit there. I feel like you could rock. Like the person could sway back and forth and navigate. That might be interesting. Hmm. Um, (laughs) You could could sway back and forth, but I think you're absolutely right. Like it seems like you have to, the person um, penetrating really doesn't have to do much unless they like i guess they could lift up their tuchus oh, it sounds hard though. i know it sounds like a lot of work it just seems praying mantis sounds like a lot of work They're i'm extra. wondering if there's like some kind of like if this you know like how sometimes like there's like these like kind of transitional positions and you're like going from one position to another and then in the middle you're kind of doing something funky and you're just like oh we'll just sit here for a second okay now let's get back let's do the thing we yeah. want i'm wondering if this is like a transitional position where maybe they were doing one thing and now they're switching to something else and they're just going to chill here for a second. But I, I'm having trouble conceptualizing what, you know, like what, what they would be going from to. I, so. I love you because like, you're like, you're trying to give this. Like, I'm trying to give it so much well, you're credit. To, you're like, you're like, I, th- this could work for someone. <laughs> maybe they're transitioning from doing donkey to doing praying mantis to doing sacred cow. Like, like I, I, it is. I'm trying so hard. You're trying so hard because <laughs> it does not look like, and it could be like, I think because it just seems like it would become uncomfortable after a while for everyone because it in order to get any kind of friction going, yeah. this, the person on top, would have to put pressure on like the knees they have to do, basically. Like, squats yeah. Up and down. <laughs> but like and I you know, no. Yeah. This is another funny one. <laughs> I, I love our sex positions and Me I too. hope you guys I really go home and I try them. You do? I do. Oh I my go god. I, I don't. Them. I go, uh no. <laughs> I, I try them and my partner is just like, what am I in for? And I'm like, you knew what you were signing on for. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So as we draw the episode to a close, we will uh, leave you with our intentions and blessing for the week. Are you feeling anything particular? The only thing that's coming to my head is to be brave. Oh, that's I like the, that. That's the first thing that came into my head that that you really need to look at 
You know, bottom line, okay, I don't know you from anything. I barely know myself right now. So I'm going to say this, that you get the opportunity to explore whatever is going to be something in your heart and soul that you want to explore. Fortunately, sometimes and unfortunately, sometimes we have partners in that exploration. Right. And sometimes partners can bring us to a whole new level and sometimes partners can really kind of hinder what we really want to explore. Right. And this is a very touchy subject to want to explore. But if you're someone who's really want to explore anything sexually, make sure that you have people around you that you can one, talk about that exploration with. Be brave because there's probably someone who has done it. Or someone who's curious about it as well. But yeah, I guess just be brave. I mean, just like you get to have a good sex life. I'll say it over and over again every single episode. That is... I love that. I really do like that. I have nothing to add. That's beautiful. I think that's great. So yeah, be brave. And blessings to all those that are going out into the world this week. And just putting their braveness on. Mm -hmm. And just in working through that. That's great. Awesome. All right. So that does bring us to the end of our episode this week. I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, I do want to, we haven't been doing these reminders. So I just want to remind you, uh, join the conversation on Twitter. We are at broads and bees. Uh, you can always email us if you have anything you want to ask about or add. Uh, you can, no, that's it. You can email and tweet us and that's mm-hmm. all. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, big thank you to the scavenger. <laughs> Don't call me. Um, <laughs> Big thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on to the uh, the network. Uh, great community. Check out all the great shows that are going on there as well. Um, yeah, and once again, I've been Morgan Spatola. I'm Joyce Sass. Thanks for listening. Flying through the sky, hey, we're done and right. You're never gonna stop us with the brightest light. Think about the times you never fell apart. Well, now we're so alive with the wildest stars. Spending every night with my summer The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs)